0: Hello, I'm John McTague, I'm a lecturer in restoration and 18th century literature at the University of Bristol, and I've been a researcher on the Digital Miscellanies Index project for the past three years. So this podcast is about 18th century politics, and in particular, it's about the son of the exiled King James II, James Francis Edward Stuart, known as the Old Pretender. In 1715, he invaded Scotland to try and take the throne of Scotland and England from George, the second, and it's an invasion, a rebellion, that failed. So the poem that I've chosen, actually a song, appears in a 1716 collection called A Collection of State Songs, Poems, etc. that had been published since the rebellion and sung in the several mug houses in the cities of London and Westminster. So the title of this collection, with its reference to mug houses, emphasises popularity and sociability. This is part of tavern culture, or at least it's pretending to be, and in a sense it hides its politics beneath a fug of booze and conviviality, but it is really strongly pro-government. One of the songs emanating from this fug is The High Church Expedition, and it starts like this. In the days of great George, a boy came from France, Swore he'd in Britain his fortune advance. Crossed the channel to Scotland and made a small show. Huffed it and snuffed it like any French beau. So the boy here is James Francis Edward Stuart, the invading pretender to the throne. Not only is his immaturity stressed, he's a boy, but also his insignificance. The invasion is a small show. And his education on the wrong side of the channel, which leads to effeminacy. He's a French beau. The wretch read his doom in abdicate skies, and scattered his water from codpiece and eyes. He wept in his tenderness, pissed in his fright, in this sorry pickle got off in the night. Before puny ma, the baby could dub, with a crown he'd go home and suck his dear bub. And tell his mamma that the heretic soldiers were so rude as to hinder his sleeping in quarters. Puny Mar here is the Earl of Mar, a ringleader who raised the rebellion by declaring James rightful king of Scotland. So in these verses there's a lot of scatological comedy, further emphasising the pretender's effeminacy and impotence. Like his cause, it is implied, James is a leaky vessel unable to control his bodily functions, scattering tears and urine from his eyes and codpiece. He is indeed left in a sorry pickle, but the pickling agent here is not vinegar. James, foreign and sheltered, yearning like an infant for the milk from his mother's bub, doesn't like being kept up by the rowdy soldiers. Look how far away James is from the boisterous, masculine tavern culture, That this whole collection constructs and celebrates the end of the ballad reminds us of that boozy setting and is a kind of exhortation to participate in defence of our king religion and laws come fill up a bumper to well wish the cause let it briskly go round let the brave loyal hearted quaff off a requiem to the highlanders departed Wish a good journey to the traitors to be, made sense and dubbed knights of the three-legged tree. So we're told to fill up a bumper. Intoxication and fellowship is here a kind of counter-terrorism. The implication being that normal people don't really need to do anything to counter this terrorist threat because it has a leader as incompetent as he is incontinent. And the last lines here revel in the quashing of dissent through state violence. The three-legged tree is the gallows at Tyburn, where traitors were half-strangled, disembowelled and hacked into pieces for their crimes. Now, political satires by people like Pope and Swift, more familiar canonical works, tend to ask questions of political society. Their cutting wit is a critical tool dissecting political language showing us how it works. The ballads in this collection, though, don't so much ask questions as demand agreement, almost as if those questions aren't worth asking. This political coercion, the avoidance of debate, is kind of built in to the form of these songs. They're collaborative. everyone singing from the same hymn sheet, literally and metaphorically. There's a sense that Dissidents and dissonance are closely allied and equally to be shunned. Loyal subjects know these tunes and they'll sing their part. The Jacobite rebels in this song, barely able to do anything but weep and seep, foreign, unmanly, are not part of this choir. They are denied access to such harmonious conviviality and denied access to normal Britishness. This song may be an expression of mainstream opinion, but there are violent prejudices and prejudicial violence running underneath or alongside the apparent good times.